Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast. And although it's the international break, we thought we'd have some Rotherham chat because there is plenty to talk about, to be fair. Uh, we may squeeze some England chat in as well, bearing in mind. Actually, it's the international break. We have Mick and Danny with us. Helen, join for joining us, boys. Hello. Hello. And before we get started, Ernest, let's have a ch- little message from our sponsor with Manscaped. This video is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped are the best at below-the-waist grooming. Over 4 million lads and lasses use Manscaped worldwide, including yours truly. Now, Manscaped have given me an early look-see at their latest trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, and I tell you what, it is some quality stuff. They've also given me a look-see at the ball deodorant and the ball toner, which you use for your... Use code NYT for 20% off and free shipping at the checkout when you visit manscaped.com. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programme. There you go. Thank you, Danny, for those words. (laughs) Nice words. (laughs) Oh, dear. Well done, Danny. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I see you you decided not to use my advert then. Yeah. Uh, as always, we are live. We're going live. So if you are watching us live on YouTube, Facebook, I think we're on Twitter as well. I'm not sure. Uh, feel free to comment. Harvey Kellick's with us. Evening, guys. Uh, if you are watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe because we're sneaking up to 400 subscribers and we would like to get there soon. If you are listening on iTunes, Spotify, make sure you've already subscribed or followed and five star rating if you can, if you haven't already. I'm sure most of you have already. Uh, right, now, that, now that's all out of the way, let's talk about some football. Well, let's talk about some draws about football. Um, <laughs> let's go back a week, seven days ago, well, six days ago now, uh, the FA Cup draw happened Monday evening. Um, you've probably seen our reactions on YouTube for our short we put through. Uh, but Mick, I think I said it on the podcast, not stop Port or Bolton. Yeah. And the boy came out. <laughs> yeah, well, 
Yeah, it, it, it's not the best draw, is it? It's not the best draw in the world. Uh, it is at home. That's I suppose that is one bonus to it. But um, yeah, it would have been nice to get another another non-league club, you know, just to try and get a little bit more. Well, yeah, they are, but they're, they're spending money like a, a League One club, aren't they? You know, so I don't know. Whatever, it, it is what it is. I'm not very bothered about FA Cup, Pizza Cup, League Cup, any cup. I'm not bothered about them, to be honest. Um, it's just a bit of a bit of extra income in it. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, Danny, what are your thoughts on the draw? Um, my thought is, how many home games are we going to get this season? I mean, we've had a season out, we're not going to football at all, and then every single cup game, bar one, has been at home. You know, so it could be a blessing in disguise, I'm not sure. But out of the two, I'd take Stockport because it's a different team. You know, it makes it a bit more interesting. Um, but yeah, I think <laughs> I think your comment at the end of the short summed it up, Matt, just... <sighs> <laughs> you know, you know it's like yeah, basically. I mean, it's not one of the lower. It's not like um, one of the lower league teams that we'd probably never have a chance of playing again. I mean, we could end up playing Stockport. Um, mm. Maybe next, maybe next season, if we stay in League One and they come up in the Pizza Cup, I'm not sure. But, but anyway, at least and I just hope it's not Bolton because we've played them and we've already beaten once. It's not fun if you do it awesome. again within space at year, do you? <laughs> no, that's true. And we'll have, um, well, I say we've got them again soon in the new year. First of January, we'll have them as well. So, yeah, we'll three, three times in a few months. No. Not, that's not what you want. Um, that's it. There he plays on, I think, Wednesday. Uh, we're potentially talking about doing a watch along for that just so we can talk rather than for a couple of hours whilst watching a game of football. Um, so, keep an eye on the socials so that that'll be across all our social channels if we end up doing that. Uh, it won't be the first idea we've said we were going to do and then didn't follow through. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we are good at that, to be fair. Um, yeah, that's about oh, seven days ago. It feels like a long time ago. It is a long time ago. The next draw is... That is less important, Danny, but it still happened. We're still in it. Uh, Port Vale at home in the Papa John's Trophy. This will be the week commencing the 29th, so it will be the Tuesday or Wednesday before the Stockport or Bolton game. Um, thoughts, Danny. It's it's difficult. Even if at Wigan, they want to play the first two, so it doesn't really matter who you get. Really, it's just it's a bit of a lottery on the day. I think. Yeah, I think it is a chance to see two former Millers players as well uh, re- return to the New York Stadium. Um, so that might be a, a nice reception for him. Um, it's another one at home <laughs> from our yeah. top of the table finish. <clears throat> uh, but yeah, I think. Um, yeah, again, it's just a different team, isn't it? It's another team that makes it a bit, little bit more interesting, but because it's the Peter Cup, not many fans will go, unfortunately. Mm. Um, but, you know, it's a chance to progress further in the competition or to bow out to a lower league club and go, <laughs> right, let's concentrate on the league a bit more. Yeah. Mick, did you get a CGA propped on a David Worrell? He's a former Miller, but that didn't go particularly well. Um, be nice to see Jamie Proctor back and give him a yeah. decent reception. Yeah, absolutely. From the three or four hundred that are there, probably that's that's the issue, isn't it? You know, people aren't interested. People don't care for the tournament. Um, you know, it's because of, because of of what's been done to it, bringing in all these um, these under twenty one sides. It's it's really just lost all its lost all its integrity, really, um, for for the vast majority of supporters. Clearly. 
you know, if you end up getting to a final and getting to Wembley, then that that puts a different spin on it. But it's all the all the nonsense that, that that's had to go on before that that people just aren't bothered about. That people don't like it. It feels a bit underhand on it. Um, yeah. Hijacking a, a lower league tournament for me. Whatever. Don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I care. Yeah, I care less about care. Pizza Trophy than FA Cup. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I'll probably be a hypocrite and go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so that's our cup exploits. Last they'll, 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 the games will happen a week within a week of each other. So then we'll have another. It won't be an international break, obviously, but it will be a league break, around two week league break, which we're welcome because, again, we can rest, rest players, which will be very good for our league campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not having to sort of force everybody in. Um, so, yeah, that's. That's seven minutes in, covered all the cup draws. Very efficient work, I like it. Well done. Right, thank you for watching. We'll see you later. Ardak <laughs> <laughs> uh, is getting excited. This is our time. Fourth round is our goal. Yeah, that'd be very good. Very, very good. Of which uh, one? Up. That's the question. Well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> True. Uh, you've got a lot of other FA Cup midweek games this week coming up. Uh, Piggies are still in Wickham, Wigan. They're all plenty of teams still playing this week. Well, Wickham are nice still playing from last round, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> they might be, to be fair. They lost a weekend, didn't they? Let's talk about some of the League One results from the weekend. Uh, Wickham losing at home to Portsmouth. <laughs> Bear in mind, Mick, how bad Portsmouth were when we played yeah. them. Um, they are a bad away team, but they managed to do Wickham. Not on the greatest run of form, Wickham. I wonder if their bubbles burst a little bit. Well, <laughs> you know, what bubble... Is, is, the, okay. is the question I would ask, because in my view, I don't think Wickham have got a bubble. I don't think they're any good. I don't think they have much quality, if any quality, about them, which is exactly the reason why they play the way that they play. Um, you know, they, they, they're just trying to grind grind teams into dust. Um, yeah, and, and they're very, very, very good at it, which is why they end up in the league position that they're in, you know? Uh, but in terms of quality, I'm, I'm not in the least little bit surprised they've lost to Portsmouth. Um, and, and I suspect they'll lose, they'll lose to some other quality sides as well. Or sides who are able to, to, to deal with that. Um, I'm trying to think of a polite way of putting it, that method of playing football that they employ. Mm. Well, it, it all their games, which it does include pizza trophies, they have only won one of their last six. And that was against Crew. Mm. And crew are bad. I know we did. I know we didn't beat crew, but we should have done. That's their only win in the last six games, which is a concern for them. Um, and that's a defeat at home. They're, 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 they went up on their home form last time. We went up on away form. They went up on their home form last time. Um, so I hope they drop off a bit. It remains mm. to be seen. It's relatively early days. Um, but yeah, uh, the piggies drew. Um, Chiffre Wednesday drew against Gillingham. Did you see the uproar on Twitter, Danny, from the Wednesday fans playing Gillingham? Weren't it just, didn't it just make you Saturday night? It did. I, I saw this one comment about how Lewis Wingen made the step up to Sheffield Wednesday and I had to quickly look at the league table just to see if he was taking the mickey out of it. Um, but then you saw Steve Evans' comments about supposedly being offered the Chef Wednesday job and his reply was once a Miller, always a Miller, which certainly brought a chuckle. Out of me. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it was just a good good evening for wind ups, really, wasn't it? Yeah. And bless him, the uh, the Wednesday fan who made the step up Lewis Wing comment, 
um, suitably got rinsed by the Rotherham fans, and then <laughs> and then made the comment of all these replies are Rotherham fans, and it's like. Yeah, because you're saying he stepped up when he's more just hopped to the side potentially. Mm. But yeah, it, it were a, it were a fun evening. We'll say we'll leave it there. It was a fun evening. Yeah, it was. I, I thought at first I saw that tweet. I thought at first he was trying to look for bikes, and then I saw him defending what he'd said to somebody else. <laughs> I'm like, maybe he's not looking. Maybe he's just an idiot. It turns out. He's just an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, watching this, hello. Hello, mate. As we know, we get no. fans watching this for some reason. So Hi, we guys. seem to get more mentions um, in their tweets after after they played Gillingham and we didn't actually even play than than yeah. than most of their players did. There were more comments about Rotherham United than than there were about how else. It, just, it was like it was bizarre, really bizarre. <laughs> they were really upset that Gillingham wasted time. Now I know we've talked about Wickham wasting time. The reason, the reason I had such a problem with Wickham is because it was nil-nil and they were trying to waste time. Mm. Wickham were winning. Uh, Drillingham, sorry, we were winning mm. and they were trying to waste time to win the game. I don't yeah. know what you expect from a football team. to If you're winning the game and you're a team like Gillingham, with all the respect in the world to Gillingham, they have a very limited budget and they've got Steve Raymond's in charge of them. You know what you're going to get. If, they, if you mm. let them get ahead of you they're going to make it a very, very long, hard afternoon for you. And that's why mm. I expect from Julian, in a few weeks' time, if we let them get ahead of us, it's going to be a tough afternoon, mate. Mm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that's football. That's League One. You can't just expect teams to lay down in front of you and just point towards the goal. Well, uh, it, it depends how big a club you are, doesn't it? True. You know, I mean, if you're a massive, huge, humongous club, then, then you know, you have every right to expect teams just to roll over. Um, you know, we had this with Sunderland a couple of weeks ago. They, they still can't understand why we didn't roll over and let them win. Um, you know, Portsmouth, the same. I'm sure Ipswich will be thinking exactly the same when we go down there on a Tuesday night and have to go through COVID prison to get there. Um, you know, it, it's like they'll be expecting us to go down there and roll over because they're massive. Um, that that in all seriousness, I say that kind of tongue in cheek, but that that does seem to be an attitude that that, that comes out a lot out of a lot of these clubs or the the fan base of a lot of these clubs that they expect. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they expect actually. I don't know. It's just bizarre, isn't it? Weird. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. Um, but we we you see we don't understand it because we've never supported a massive club. Although I did see this tweet earlier. It was a Wickham fan who would reply to the Jills in the Blood who do the Gillingham podcast. Mm. He, he tweeted something out about the, the, the arrogance of the Wednesday fans. And a so Wickham fan replied saying, these teams like Sheffield Wednesday, Ipswich and Rotherham all expect to walk the league. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, look at us. Are we a big Ooh. club now? <laughs> oh, we need to think about rebranded podcast to the massive podcast then. <laughs> Yes, the New York bring, massive. Bring, bring, bring your egos in, lads. Bring your egos in. <laughs> Want to fit through the door later. Uh, so apparently, yeah, I mean, that's because that's because we didn't like the way they played, obviously, because they're still bitter about the way we reacted to the way they played. But anyway, anyway, we'll play them again soon enough. Um, mm. But Can't that's wait. just a point to make. Point, point, point worth making is Gillingham. That's how they're going to play against us, and we yeah. know that the Steve Evans team. We know what a Steve Evans team does. Um, so I don't know. It's in a month or so. It's time. It's, it's in it's in December, the seventh, less than a month's time on Tuesday night. So get ready. <laughs> hey, Steve Evans' mind games, isn't it? You know, and and to be fair, 
it weren't even subtle that, were it? No, it weren't. It, it weren't a subtle sort of let me see if I can get 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 sort of in through back door kind of mind game. It were it were a custard pie one, and they still fell for it. <laughs> yeah, it were as subtle as a kick in the teeth once. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> me and Mick have talked about this, but Danny, there's absolutely no way anything what he said is true, is there? <laughs> I mean, I mean, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but if I mean, I mean, you went to Leeds and where Leeds are now, you would look back on it and think, really? So I, I don't know. Chef Wednesday aren't a million miles away, um, so there could have been an offer and he could have turned it down. I mean, it could be just complete nonsense. Um, but I reckon the mind games will play with us will go, oh, yeah, I nearly accepted that Chef Wednesday job, yeah, you know, because it's a far more lucrative thing than Little Rotherham. You can <laughs> you can just see it coming, can't yeah, you? you can. Um, but, yeah, but we're in the fortunate position that when we do play Gillingham, we used to be a Steve Evans side, so we can just go, right, off you go then. Yeah. Maybe maybe That's Steve good. Evans and Milan Mandrich, I mean, Mandrich were never never straightest bloke in world. Maybe they just had the same accountant or something. Yeah. Could be. Who yeah. knows? Oh, well, oh, absolutely possible. Um, other other than that, the bigger teams did win at the weekend. MK Dons thrashed our next opponents, Cambridge 4-1, which again is good news. And the one from Cambridge came when Dons were 4-0 up. So it was, you know, a tough afternoon for them. Charlton, who have returned into a very good run of form, won again, uh, despite Trevor Kettle sending one of their players off. So if he's doing League One games, Mickey's coming soon. It's coming. Give me strength. I just, I, I just, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what I'll do with myself. Um, I reckon we should I, all I, bring them old whistling kettles to the ground and just throw them at him. <laughs> I shouted at him during warm up last time he uh, last time he refereed our game. I shouted at him while they were warming up, and that didn't that didn't go down well either. We lost. Oh, so. um, obviously, didn't shout loud enough. <laughs> no, uh, and this brings on to our next topic uh, is Plymouth Argyle uh, following their manager of the month award for Ryan Lowe they thrashed Accrington 4-1 at Accrington Stanley uh, I know Accrington have not been having an amazing season but that's a big result That 4-1 away at that place is a very good result um, so let's talk about the manager of the month award uh, Danny, I suppose it doesn't matter. So we're not gonna, you're not going to find us getting on as high horses, raging and things like that. But it's a little bit of a little bit daft that Warney didn't get the award. He, he won it on every category, other than the fact that they played a game more. Yeah, and I think the AFL just looked at it of how many points they've won rather than uh, effectiveness in front of goal, defensive rate, uh, clean sheets, etc., etc. But the way I look at it is that whenever you get nominated for manager of month, yeah, it's great and it shows that your hard work is being recognised. But it seems to come with a weird curse that whenever we <laughs> seem to win manager of the month, we then have a flump in form. So keep it away from it. Let Plymouth have it. Let them go and mess it up a little bit. But I'm, I said this on the on the Cambridge podcast that we're coming out this week. Um, we are the only team to have beaten Plymouth and they've gone on an insane run of form since then. And at the minute, there were only three teams in the in the top four tiers of English football that were on an unbeaten run, and it's Plymouth, Exeter, and us. <laughs> and yeah. it's like, well, we've beaten one of them and other ones in League Two, so we're doing something right. Mm. Um, but yeah, fair play on Ryan Lowe, winning manager of the month. 
might have been that extra game that's just nudged it for him. I dare um, Paul Wall not play an extra game. I can't yes, believe it's let himself How, how dare the three of our players be called up to be international <laughs> players? How dare they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It is a bit madness. Uh, on Plymouth, we're gonna, I'm sure this is going to bite me on the arse in 30 games' time. There is a lot of the Shrewsbury's and the Leighton <laughs> Orient about them. So much yeah. of them. They, are, they look amazing. They look mm. so good. But how often do teams that are, are, are top in December end up winning the league? In League One, it's a funny old league. They don't the staying power for those teams up there is quite rare. Mm. Now, they were looking at the beginning of the season. I think we did a podcast with them, didn't we? I read somebody on the podcast from Plymouth. And they were looking at a season of consolidation and mm. uh, and you know basically just trying to stay in the league and and, and finish mid table. Um, and obviously they set off like a train. But I, I, I'm with you, Matt, absolutely, 100%. You know, you look at the top of that table, there's, there's, it, it goes Plymouth, Wigan, Rotherham. Um, I, it may come to bite me on the backside as well towards back end of the season. I just can't see them maintaining it. I can't. Um, I suspect they're going to be playoff contenders very much so. Um, but mm. I, I don't think they're going to be challenging for the top two come May. They may still be doing in March, maybe even beginning of April, but I suspect they will fall away. Just because of what you've just said there, it just seems to be every virtually every year we're in this division. You know, there's there's there's, there's one team that sort of comes out of nowhere and but then that ultimately falls away towards the back end. I'm keeping my fingers crossed because I can't see Wigan doing that. And, and I'll be honest, I can't see us doing that either. No. No, I, 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 look at the last year. Wickham were the last team two years ago. They almost fell away. Peterborough, in, in, in particular, would argue that COVID let them off. That's an argument. You got your Wick, you got your Shrewsbury's. Um, a couple of years ago, Portsmouth and Sunderland on first of December were first and second. They didn't go up. Um, you can go back, go back, and go back. It's just one of those things. It's a strange thing that happens in this league. So let's see what happens. Yeah, hats off to them. Um, like Alex says, all you've got to do is with Plymouth history is take it out of them. Absolutely. I, ho I hope it doesn't last to fear Plymouth. <laughs> I hope it doesn't last. Um, but it may well do. I do rate like Ryan Lowe as a manager. Uh, I think he is a very good manager. He's got a bright future. But listen, ultimately, if it, it as long as Wigan or somebody else drops off, it can last. I'm not bothered. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? Um, I just don't. It'd be nice just to be fighting between two of us rather than four. And I, I'm, I'm being really presumptive there, aren't I? or presumptuous that, excuse me, that we're going to be there. But everything that we've seen so far this season points to the fact that we are, and and nothing that we've seen points away from that fact. Um, mm -hmm. We're early doors. We're early doors. So you know, you can't really, you shouldn't really be making any sorts of predictions. But um, yeah, you, you have got to take your hat off to them. They've done really well. I think it comes down to how much, of, to use an analogy, how much of your candle do you burn within the first half of the season and how much is left in the second half. I mean, for all we know, in the future, we could see that Wigan and Plymouth burnt their candle out by March, but Rotherham's candle is just a slow burner. Like I know we've said that we'd thrash a team uh, and we have just started doing that, but it's a, it's a very slow burner. We've not just jumped out at starting gates and got going. We're just slowly making our way up the table and slowly burning away and just concentrating on what we're doing. And that's the sort of thing that you see from the top teams. They don't just go out, go stop at league straight away. 
because then they drop off slowly. It's the teams that just slowly build and build and build. And I can, I, I honestly can see us doing that. There's some sort of ideology with us where it's just a slow burner. Just concentrate on what you're doing. Slow burn it. Don't, don't go into a full fire straight away. Just slowly burn it. And then when it comes down to the tough games, you've got more initiative to go out and win them rather than just going, oh, well, that could be the end of our run. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, it's a long old slog, but like I say, it's, it's about where you are on you know first of May for seventh of May whenever the season ends, uh, rather than where you are now. Um, so let's move on to the Player of the Month award. Uh, we got this one, Michael Smith, one Player of the Month. Um, can't argue with Danny. He's been he's the best striker in the league at the minute. It's all you could say, really. Yeah, hundred percent. And um, you could say it's a little bit of the curse that he was not. He's won that in his first game. Back in November, he's suspended. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. but anyway, yeah, he's deserved it. He's top scorer, um, with 12, just pipping Cole Stockton by one. Um, and yeah, he's having the season of his life. He only needs to score another six in 30 games to break his all <laughs> to match his all time record at one club. So it's going to happen in it, unless Smith somehow disappears for the rest of the season. Um, I think he'll break his record and have his best ever season. And the best thing is, if it's in our promotion season, he'll probably stay and try and do it in the championship. Yeah. No, even if he goes back to the, the Michael Smith of two years ago, he's got six goals in between now and the season. You know what I mean? I, we don't expect him to keep getting 12 goals in 14 games. That's unrealistic. Uh, it's time for somebody else to step up as well. But he can go back to his normal. I don't want him to, but he can go back to the old Michael Smith, Nick. And we will still be a very, very, very strong team. Yeah, we would. We would. But he's 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 doing what everybody else in that squad is doing, and he's developing as a player. Um, and this is this is the key part of it. It's not just about Michael Smith ultimately. Um, it's about the players that are around that are around him, all of whom are getting better and better um, as time goes on. And they are getting better and better because of the management team that are also developing and getting better and better as time goes on. Um, and this is one of the things that, you know, we've talked about this before with Michael Smith and everybody else virtually, Paul Warren as well. You know, he has a couple of bad games and he's crap, he should be back on bench at Bury and, you know, and, and we look at things in, in isolation as though that is the player that Michael Smith is going to be, you know. Mm. He's never, ever going to improve. He's never, ever going to get any better than that player that we've got. Um, but that's not the case. And, and Michael, Michael Smith has proved that throughout his career with us, hasn't he? You know, he's come, and when he came, he was pretty ineffective and you could probably see why he didn't do that well at, at Bury and why he was on the bench and why he got the criticism he got. But since he did arrive, he's just got better and better and better and better. I don't know. It, 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 it's about, yeah, it's great. Love it. And he fully deserved. Top lad. He's got more to give. Yeah, he has. Mm. He has. I like Danny says he's one player a month. He now won't be playing for most of November. Uh, he won't play on Saturday. Uh, injury permitting, that means he'll have two league games this month, which is Ipswich and Oxford. I mean, they are pretty big games, to be fair, Ipswich and Oxford. Um, but at the same time, it's only two games, which is a bit of a blow, but we're not playing that many anyway. Mm. Um, so that's all the... I think that's all the Rotherham United talk directly to the club. Is there anything else, any news I've missed before we move on to... Uh, Still working out stuff, but international related. Um, there's the <clears throat> the thing about how we've been in discussion with Huddersfield, and it looks like Reggie's staying for the season. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so that's, that's, a, that's a positive. That's very good news. It's, it's one of the benefits of the parent club doing quite well. They're pushing in the playoff areas. So why would they ask for him back? Um, also on the tilt side, tilt's picked up another injury, shock horror. Um, so it might be irrelevant that or, or or they've said he's injured, so we don't call back in January. Who knows? Mm. Um, a bit early for that, though, isn't it? Yeah, it's a little bit. I think they went while boxing day before they uh, they pulled that trick. Yeah, oh, yeah, no. that's true. True. Um, let's move on to the internationals, the Rotherham-related internationals. Oh, I, can, uh, I think I've already mentioned this. We're recording whilst Ogbeni is playing against Luxembourg for Ireland. So I'm not able to talk much about his performance in that game. What we can talk about is his performance against uh, Portugal, Cristiano Ronaldo's Portugal on <laughs> Thursday night. Uh, did you watch it, Mick? I, I watched some of it. I didn't get all the game. I didn't catch all of it. Um, but I, I, I got some of it, yeah. Um I'm a bit a highly, highly impressive guy in it. He's so impressive, yeah, that yeah. guy. Uh, I'm, I'm worried about it. I, I'm worried about it, and then I, I look at I look on social media afterwards, and and, and there's people commenting on Chio, and, and they're not Rotherham United supporters, and that worries me, you know, because they're commenting on him positively and saying how good he is and how effective he is and how quick he is, and I, I don't want his name out there. I'm sorry, Chio. I know that you, it's your career, and I know it's your life, and I know your future depends on it. <laughs> But think about me. I'm a I'm a middle aged bald man from Rotherham. You've got to think about me as well. <laughs> go on, go. On. <laughs> yeah, yeah, brilliant. It's, it's brilliant. Love him. He made PSG's Danilo look like he was a League One defender, didn't he? Yeah, it was just yeah. exceptional. Yeah, it made it made him look no better than Aidan McGeady. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I mean, I saw the tackle that he put in on Chiel that got him booked, and it's like mm. he's just falling for the exact same thing that League One strike, uh, League One defenders have. Um, and say you train with the like of trying to stand up to Messi and Neymar to say Chio's done him. It's like, oh, Chio's announcing himself in the international stage. I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, in all seriousness, though, with Chio, it's amazing what he's doing for Ireland. He's really come along as a player and he's got his international call up and now he's just come on leaps and bounds and I hope that when it, when he said that he goes with his gut I hope his gut's saying stay at Rotherham keep developing keep him in the championship and then you can go to a bigger club mm. I, I, hope, yes. I hope that's the case stay with us Chio don't leave yes us. please <laughs> Be better. stay with us and cement yourself as better than Tony Towner please <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think he can do it. We've got plus a contract plus this year, haven't we? Um, so, yeah. I like that. I, I, I was getting, I'm playing Orange tonight. I'm a big fan of that kit they're wearing as well. Uh, not that's relevant, but I am a fan of it. Um, it's a good thing about nil, by the way. It's probably nil at half-time, so everybody's was with us live. Um, that's where we are. Um, the good thing about his international break, Mick, is there aren't three games which means Chio could be back with Rotherham United on Monday morning for a game yeah. on Saturday. He's not, he's not waiting till Wednesday night to come back to us. It, it, it's felt quite well for Chio in terms of the days of the games. Yeah, it has. It has. And, and I'm sure, obviously, I'll not be training Monday, but um, no. it, it, it's good. It's good that you know, it reduces that possibility of injury, doesn't it, as well? You know, which is always an issue, particularly when they're playing two full 90 minutes. Um while they're away, they're not getting that rest that um, that other players do get. So I suspect that possibly come when Cambridge come a calling, 
Chiro might be sat on the bench anyway, potentially. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's it's good to get him back as early as possible and hopefully in one piece. Yeah, right. So he's got his mouse to get through half time against Luxembourg. Um please don't get into a cheer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um the other one, JJ came on for an island under 21s against Italy for around half an hour or so. Um he will do again, they're they're playing Monday afternoon. Um, at Republic of Ireland, I think that I think pretty sure they're at home. I'll find out who they're all doing in a minute. He didn't score Republic of Ireland under 21s, lost 2 1, 2 0. Sorry, to Italy under 21, so not a good, not a good afternoon for them, uh, unfortunately. And the other one to mention for us is the same that England played, uh, San Marino. Uh, what's his face? Go on, Ferguson, Jim Ferguson, Jim Ferguson. <laughs> Shane Ferguson played for Northern Ireland in a 1-0 win at Lithuania. He played around 70 minutes uh, in a 1-0 victory in a game that should have won anyway. Um, they Again, they are again playing, I think they're Friday, so they're playing, playing Monday night. So again, Ferguson will probably be back Tuesday or Wednesday. Uh, anything to add on that one? I, I guess none of us watched that, bear in mind. The game was on. No. No. No, no. Uh, it's, it's, it's just good that he's getting game time as well, isn't it? You know, I mean, it's... It's great. It's great. It's great for us. It's great for us as a club, I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's great for me. I can I can swan around at work telling everybody we ain't got a game this weekend because of international break, and all, all piggy fans are uh, are wondering why we're not playing. Maybe that's why we can think we're one of the big teams because we actually get an international break in league. Yeah, yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're massive, mate. We're massive. Yeah, let me just go and find my trumpet to toot it. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Republic of Ireland under 21s are at home to Sweden on Tuesday, not Monday. So he'll be fairly late back, will JJ. Because he didn't start the Italy game. From what I've noticed, if they're under 21s, they've alternated his starting. So if he's not starting the first game, there's a good chance to start the second one. Uh, but he needs games for us. Mm. If played but 90 minutes of both games for me, just game some minutes on pitch. Uh, we would uh, we would like that. Uh, Ian Bradley on the Luxembourg Porch, uh, Island game. It's just they shot, shot themselves in the foot Luxembourg by giving the ball away. Um, the second wayward pass from Martins goes to Chio, but he's every tip to Hilda. If Chio could put the ball in the back of the net or have a, have a you know 95%, 90% cross success rate, he would be nowhere near what playing in a Rotherham United shirt. Um, that's it will happen though, that won't it? That mm. will happen. Yeah. You know, we've talked about Smithy and how Smithy's now become player at month and everything else. That will happen for for, for Chio eventually. I, I think going away and playing for a different manager, for different players in a different system is also that can't hurt him. That could only improve him as well. Only at international level, though, you know. Um, like I like I, I think I, I tweeted out a couple of days ago, he, he, he's not the finished article yet. He needs at least another 10 seasons with us before he. <laughs> You know, he's, uh, he's ready to move on. So what you're saying is that it might look good for Ireland, but it's rubbish for Rotherham. Yeah, basically, yeah. I, I don't I wouldn't want any scouts coming in for him because he's garbage. Don't waste your time. If any of the scouts no, out there think Absolutely, waste your time. Don't waste your time. They're all, there's nobody in our team is worthy of getting to the Championship. Any scouts yeah. out there? Yeah. Apart from I'm, sure they'll, I'm sure they'll watch our podcast, trying to work, pick up some tips on which players to watch, won't they? So, you never yeah. know. <laughs> I have a horrible feeling that January is going to be like that scene from This Is England where he's got the kid behind him, he's got the machete. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that is going to yeah, be well, our. It's going to, he's going to be Paul Warmill agents lining up. He's like, yeah. 
you know, I, I can see that happening. So if anyone at the club wants to invite us to be a fly on the wall on the last day of the January transfer window, that'd be amazing. We can do yeah. the fish and chip run. We promise we'll do the fish and yeah. chip run. Yeah, we'll do chip, chippy run, pizza run. We'll, we're on it. We'll go to Big Tree in Wickersley and get the quality stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Danny, you made a trip on Friday, Friday, Friday down to Wembley. I did. 5-0 yeah, up in the first half. The second half was a bit forgetful. But how was your Friday afternoon, uh, Friday evening at Wembley, sorry? Um, it was great. I mean, tra- travelling down was nice and easy because we were there within the hour and there was a few, well, there were a fair few England fans on the train. Um, met up with my mate who does the media stuff at Exeter. He met us in London. Had a day out around Buckingham Palace. Said hello to Queen Liz. Um Went to the sure, cenotaph right. as well, um, and then <clears throat> went to the um, the fan zone. But it's not like like a fan zone; it's more like a nightclub sort of thing. I got nightclub vibes from it. Um, so that's that was good. Uh, then the first half happened, which was great, winning five nil. Um, second half were a bit, yeah, bit of an England performance. We've got the five. We'll just we've qualified. Don't matter really. Um, I'll tell you what, the journey home was interesting. Very, very interesting. <laughs> uh, I've got PTSD thinking about this trip home. <laughs> so, get, so, game ends, right? Game ends, it's about, about quarter to ten. Right, we're thinking, great, we'll get the 11.05 train from St Pancras, we've got plenty of time. <laughs> but because this was my first trip to... Wembley to watch England. I didn't know about the fan dispersal protocol that they've got, where they only let 500 at a time get into yeah. Wembley Tube Station. Now, bear in mind, we left at full time. That was a big mistake. Mm. So, my mate and his uncle and his cousin, they were getting the train back to Reading, so they were alright. They could get the midnight train, but for us, the 11.05 train was the last last resort to get back. Otherwise, it was like three hours in, in Leicester waiting for the first train or we get the train to Donny and then somehow try and get back home. Um, So we ended up trying to get down a side street, which was blocked off with like these great wacky metal doors, not know why. Um, so then we end up skirting down the side of about, it must have been at least 5,000 people outside. We somehow skirted down the side of it. And then we got to like the front 100 people who were being held back and there are blokes who look like lollipop ladies with a go and please stop signs. <laughs> so we're there like like greyhounds waiting to go out at gates. As soon as it goes to go, don't matter what age you are, you are getting trampled by me and my mate because we are going for the tube. Um, and we get there, get onto the platform and there's a train there. It, it's waiting for us. So we get on it, and then it turns into a scene like you see in Japan, where they've got sticks out beating into carriage and everything. I'm telling you, if I catch COVID, it's from that train. There were that many people in there, um, but <clears throat> they were all they were all really pleasant. They were asking where we were from. We were saying we're from Sheffield because nobody down south knows where Rotherham is effectively. No. Um, 
and down there you don't want to say you're from Rotherham because they start giving you funny looks so you say you're from Sheffield just to get by anyway um, so like oh you might just make it or you might miss it and everything and then we just just as we get into St Pancras they all start hitting buttons on the doors to open it trying to use a bit more time so there's all this thumping about going on doors end up getting wrong side so we have to swap so we're still, it's still hitting the doors and then I have never seen well, I've never moved that fast, and I've never seen my mate move that fast in our life. As soon as the doors were open, bang, we were off. Like you saying, Bolt in, in 100 meter final. We get up the stairs, uh, we get to the train. The, the ticket thing, the ticket gate doesn't scan my ticket because I think their gates are racist towards northerners. Um, <laughs> so, so I get the ticket stand, we're bombing it down the platform and of course the train's at the other end of the platform right it's not pulled all the way in because there's a different train so we're running tickets in hand going we've got stranded northerners hold the train hold the train <laughs> the language is a bit more colorful but you get the idea yeah um and we get onto the train with i swear like 20 15 seconds to spare we get on the train collapse on the heap in a floor on the in a heap on the floor and it's just like how we manage that <laughs> so we're just on the floor just gasping for air and there's this bloke who just says to just goes you two all right you seem a bit out of breath really fella <laughs> so I mean if he's watching Reese Kellogg will know about our exploits getting to Rochdale in pre-season this has topped it this is the <laughs> the biggest chance of getting home I've ever done and somehow it's worked so and I'm still recovering now I'm still <laughs> still beat from it because oh so yeah, if you go to London to watch an England game and it's an evening kickoff, leave at half time because yeah. England don't do out in the second half, and it's best just to get home. <laughs> I, yeah. I just don't bother going to watch England. Yeah, just watch it on the telly. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you? All right. <laughs> I'm I know I've been a minority. Here. I know you two have been this season, but come on. I mean, I regret it because that was one of the yeah. worst games I've ever seen. Um, the, what I will say is we, we, we drove down and parked at Stannington and the two back to Stannington were completely dead. Really? There were, nobody on it. There were literally about six people on it. So it, it was so much. I mean, parking at the time, parking and then getting the tube was difficult. But on the way mm. back, to get to the car was a dream. Um, I mean, we had to roadworks down the M1 were ridiculous as well. We went to MK Don's week after and it was same, same yeah. sort of thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't. I don't recommend England games to anybody because, well, qualifiers anyway. I imagine the Euros was different, mm. um, but yeah, don't do it to yourselves, guys. <laughs> um, I think we've covered just about everything. I'm out of breath uh, just talking about that travel bag. <laughs> oh Have a minute. Have a minute, Danny. Uh, Mick, anything else that we have not covered that we need to cover? I think we've touched about just about everything. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Uh, Ian Bradley's obviously been uh, been trying to get on Twitter with us, I think, but he's recapped it pretty, pretty, pretty succinctly. There, recap: Pizza Cup is not very good and irrelevant. Wickham are being found out, and Wednesday fans bleeding. It's fantastic. That pretty much sums <laughs> up the podcast, to be honest with you. Ian. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and Danny can't run. We've found that's the other, <laughs> that's the other thing. Uh, other hasn't been kind to me. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's not kind of anybody to be fair. Yeah, um, I think we'll probably live it there. We've we've bit shorter than normal, but we wanted to get an episode in. Very uh, nice the one on Thursday, Thursday, Friday. Um, so we will finish it up there. We will be back Thursday night. 
Um, so the Thursday night, which will be live on YouTube and Twitter, Facebook, and it will be out on Friday morning as for the podcast. That will be a preview of the return to action in the league as Cambridge United come to New York Stadium. We will be having uh, somebody on from under the Abbey stand to talk to us about Cambridge, about their recent run of form, which is not amazing. Uh, what to expect from them for the scouting report, and then we will preview the game as we always do. Um, so yeah, thank you, Mick. Thank you, Danny. It's been a pleasure, Mick. I was saying, it just feels like it's been a long six months since we last played. <laughs> just I hate it I hate it, international it, breaks it feels worse because the game before was FA Cup it wasn't, It didn't feel like yeah. a game did it the, th- the thing is for us previously being in League One international breaks have been a bit of a joke because we can laugh because it's not affected us you know what I mean uh, and, and, and it's always been a, a, a downside of being in Championship um, but I, I, the downside of having, a, having a, a decent squad and a successful squad is that even if you're in League One, you can't escape international breaks. Pointless, pointless international breaks. I know unless Ian, you're like, Ian, unless you're well, a Tim Pot Wednesday fan or something like that. Well, yeah, yeah. Obviously, if you if you support a Tim Pot club, then that that's different, isn't it? But uh, we're we're a massive club, aren't we? Um, but uh, for me, like Ian, Ian Bradley, Ian talks about the Pizza Cup being irrelevant. For me, internationals are irrelevant. As a, even as a football fan of all these years, they're just irrelevant. For me, just a pointless waste of time. I can't believe you find them irrelevant after the, after the summer we all had. I can't. Well, that's all right. They're all right. Yeah, but why don't we have to? Why don't we have to have an international break every three weeks? Just play, play, play your qualifying matches. Get on with it. It's just ridiculous, man. Anyway, you very much. Anyway, yeah, I am. <laughs> anyway, thanks, mate. You're miserable. Yeah, no, you're welcome. Anytime. It's been lovely. And Danny, it's always a pleasure, mate. Thank you for coming. Yeah, always a pleasure to be on. Uh, a bit more of a different conversation this time round about me being very unfit and trying to run for a train. Um, but yeah, on to Thursday for the next one. On to Thursday, thank you. And well, if you if you aren't haven't already, go on to manscaped.com. Uh, get your pre-Christmas needs for 20% off and free shipping using code NYT. Thank you very much, and we'll see you soon. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.